Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Everybody get a seat, everybody get something to drink. Coffee, juice, sodas, that's great. Now, y'all just sit back and enjoy the show. I have a lot of news to cover. So let's get right to it. In Missouri, flash freezing causes 11 semis to slide off the highway. And this was reported back to January 23rd. A surreal scene was caught on camera after flash freezing caused 11 semis to slide off a Missouri highway in less than a mile. The incident was captured on the morning of Wednesday, January 23rd by a reporter near Monroe, Missouri. The video in the article, which will be in the show notes, shows that strong winds and slick roads proved to be too much for nearly a dozen truck drivers on a short span of highway. In the video, you can also see that two of the trucks were involved in a collision. However, none of the trucks that slid off the road overturned and there were no major injuries. Missouri troopers remind drivers to slow down on icy roadways. In other news, lawmakers plan on putting cameras on back roads to catch truckers who avoid tolls. As Virginia lawmakers push forward with legislation to toll drivers on I-81, they are also concocting a plan to monitor and punish those drivers who try to avoid the toll roads. On Wednesday, January 16th, Virginia lawmakers submitted two bills to push the Governor Ralph Northam's plan to toll both passenger and commercial vehicles on the entire 325 miles of I-81 that run through the state, according to a local news channel. The daytime toll for truckers would be about 17 cents per mile, meaning that it would cost little more than $55 to cross the entirety of I-81 and the nighttime toll rate would be cut in half to encourage drivers to travel at off-peak hours. Now, I did report this on my last show. Lawmakers trying to sell the bill to the public point out that truck drivers will bear most of the toll burden. If, and they will not accept easy pass or pre-pass on there, I don't think. Virginia lawmakers also have plans to thwart truck drivers who might attempt to use alternate routes to avoid the I-81 tolls. A news release from the office of the Senator Mark Abishan provides details about a video monitoring system that would be put in place to try to catch drivers who are avoiding the toll. From the news release, there will be electronic measures to ensure that there are no incentives for heavy trucks to exit the interstate and re-enter after a toll. The bill establishes a video monitoring system and automatic vehicle identification system to monitor and penalize trucks and vehicles who enter and re-enter Interstate 81 to avoid a toll. This would protect commuters on Route 11 and other adjoining roads from dealing with traffic and safety concerns from diversionary drivers. This news release does not offer the details about what kind of penalty that toll skippers might face. It isn't necessary toll skippers that we don't want to run a toll. We have that choice. That is our freedom of choice that not to run a toll road. Who's to say that it's mandatory to run a toll road? That's why you have alternate routes. If you if company doesn't reimburse you or you don't want to pay the toll. That is our right as American citizens. On to our next story. Police search for answers after two truck drivers lose their lives in a head-on collision. Two truck drivers were killed in New Mexico on the 24th of January. When a semi-truck crossed the median and hit another truck head-on. The pictures in this article, that's going to be in the show notes, are graphic. The incident happened just before 2 p.m. on Thursday, January 24th, on I-40, west of Albuquerque, near New Mexico. 
near the Route 66 Casino. Police say that one semi-truck crossed the median of the interstate and went into oncoming traffic, colliding head-on with the other one. No other vehicles were involved in the collision. According to this report, neither truck driver survived the crash. There again, later on, Lee is going to be popping in. I will mention more of that uh, later on in the show, so stay tuned. The truck driver was traveling behind one of the trucks on I-40 at the time of the crash, caught the tragic incident on his dash cam which he says is always rolling. And there again, that video will be in the bottom of this article. He sent that video to his wife and he kind of regrets it because she was en ended up getting extremely upset about it for the next two hours. He says he definitely does feel blessed. He says he immediately stopped his truck around to help the other drivers after witnessing the collision. The incident shut down I-40 in both directions for hours, causing massive traffic backups and all lanes have since reopened. My understanding, according to this report, is that both drivers passed away. Um, in the video, it does say something else that Lee will hear toward the end of the show, Lee will be mentioning on. In other news, a student truck driver got shot six times outside of a truck driving school. Connecticut police are searching for a suspect to open fire on a man outside of a truck driver training school leaving him seriously injured. The shooting took place around 1.30 on Saturday, January 26th at the New England Tractor Trailer Training School in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Police say that 28-year-old Eric Salters, who was a student at the truck driving training school, was shot at least six times as he went to his personal vehicle while in class. Police Lieutenant Christopher Lemaine details the incident. The evidence indicates that when he, Salters, went to his car during class, he was confronted by a lone gunman who opened fire on him without provocation. Salters was struck multiple times, including once in the head. Salters was taken to the hospital for treatment of serious injuries. Excuse me. He is expected to survive. At this time, there is no motive for the shooting. Police are actively investigating the shooting, but as of yet, no arrests have been made. If I get any kind of see any kind of updates to this, I will definitely report on them. Now about some of the cold weather that we've been dealing with. Life-threatening cold to bring dangers to impossible travel conditions during the week of the tw January 28th. That polar vortex that I was speaking about uh, a couple of shows ago, a couple of weeks ago, well, it got, came through with a vengeance. We all know it. Forecasters say that the polar vortex brought historically cold temperatures, which combined with heavy snow, made driving extremely dangerous in some parts of the Midwest. It started on Tuesday, January 29th. Experts predicted that a quarter of the U.S. would be facing below zero temperatures, with parts of the Midwest expected to be deep frozen for days. Some of the locations in the Midwest will be below zero continuously for 48 to 72 hours, said AccuWeather uh, meteorologist Mike Dahl. Uh, the most brutal cold ex it was expected to hit the area between North Dakota and Illinois, which it did, with temperatures of 20 to 40 degrees below zero and wind chills of up to 60 degrees below zero. And I was up in Michigan, so it wasn't only in Illinois. It went all the way east to Michigan, lower Michigan. Tuesday night, temperatures in Chicago are expected to reach 25 degrees below zero for the first time since the 80s. Both Rockford and Chicago are likely to set multiple cold temperature records this week, including potentially the all-time low for Rockford and the coldest daytime highs for both locations. In addition to the harsh cold, heavy snow already hammered the upper Midwest and the Great Lakes on Monday, resulting in dangerous to impossible travel conditions. I understand this is coming in late um, because of this radio show. I can't do it live or anything. Um, been running kind of hard lately. So again, I apologize that, you know, we already... Uh, went through this and it's old news but for people in the south that haven't went through it you know they can definitely hear what the northern people went through forecasters warned that it only take a few minutes of exposure to this kind of dangerous cold for life-threatening frostbite and hypothermia to set in 
It couldn't stress da uh, enough da how dangerously cold it could be. An entire generation has gone by without experiencing this type of cold. I grew up with it up in northern Wisconsin. So it's definitely, definitely cold. And in that weather, Pennsylvania once again banned some trucks due to it. With that winter storm bearing down on the state of Pennsylvania, the transportation officials issued another commercial vehicle travel ban. That partial commercial vehicle ban will tentatively went into effect at 6 a.m. on Tuesday, January 29th, and is supposed to have been lifted 6 p.m. The travel ban only impacts trucks with empty trailers, trucks hauling double trailers, motorhomes, and motorcycles. You have to be a die-hard motorcycle rider in order to ride your motorcycle in that garbage. The commercial ban is in effect on the following roadways in Pennsylvania. 380, the full length from I-81 to I-80. I-78, the full length from I-81 to the New Jersey state line. I-80 from I-80. I-180 to the New Jersey state line, I-81 from I-83 to the New York state line, I-84 the full length from I-81 to the New York state line, and I-476 the PA Turnpike Northeast Extension from I-78 to Clark Summit Exit 131. Transportation officials they may have put speed restrictions in place on some of those interstates. That's the second major commercial vehicle ban put into place by Pennsylvania officials in the recent weeks. In other news, a hit-and-run flatbed takes off uh, another truck's hood and then leaves the scene. And they're saying an unbelievable hit-and-run collision was caught on a semi-truck driver's dash cam. The video was shared by YouTube user CoolC, who says the incident happened on Thursday, January 17th that the date on the dash cam, if you watch the video, is incorrect. In the video, you can see that the dash camera is being passed on the right by a flatbed truck, which happens to me all the time if I'm in the middle lane. I try to stay out of people's way, especially um, this last week when I was hauling these liquid totes. If any of you hauled those, you know what I'm talking about. And you're going to be going slow. You're going to be rocking back and forth, but you can't stop on a dime with those things. I started stopping a, a, a half a mile to a mile away from the exit. So I wouldn't have to slam on the brakes so hard and the stuff go flying through the front of the trailer. Um, so try to stay out of people's way. In, in this video, you could see that the dash camera is being passed on the right, like I said, mentioned, as the two trucks approach a split that may have been a confusing for a driver unfamiliar with the area, the flatbed driver suddenly cuts off the dash camera's lane, crashing into his truck and almost taking the hood with him as he appears to continue down the roadway without stopping. Fortunately, the dash camera is able to safely bring his truck to a stop after the collision. And there again, this article will be in the show notes. And you can go ahead and view the dash cam footage at the bottom of the article. This episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe is brought to you by Julia's Virtual Assistant Service. Have you ever thought about hiring a virtual assistant? Do you even know what a virtual assistant is? Well, may I suggest you contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service to find out how they can help you and your business. Do you have things that you hate doing? Are you an owner-operator and have receipts that you have to turn into your accountant? Well, hand them over to Julia's Virtual Assistant Service and concentrate on the things that you enjoy doing. From basic website design, social media marketing, bookkeeping to transcription, Julia's Virtual Assistant Service can help you and your business with the things that you hate doing. Any tasks that you have, hand it over to them. Contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service today by visiting their website at juliasvaservice.com. That's juliasvaservice.com. Juliasvaservice.com for all of your virtual assistant needs. Truck driver was arrested after hours-long standoff with police in Mississippi. Police say that the standoff involving a truck driver armed with a machete along I-10 has ended and that that truck driver was now in custody. Oh, let me back that up. Let me retract that. Mississippi police have shut down a major interstate at a, after what is believed to have started as a road rage incident involving two truck drivers that escalated. Authorities have closed down both 
directions of I-10 in Jackson County for a police standoff with an armed truck driver. The AP reported that the incident began when the truck driver was involved in a road rage dispute with another driver near the Alabama-Mississippi border. Jackson County Sheriff said that the incident was some kind of road rage involving another semi-truck driver. The nature of this dispute is unclear. The Jackson County Sheriff's Office then reported that the suspect caused two crashes while driving recklessly on I-10 while still in Alabama. And one of the vehicles was involved was an ambulance. Once the truck crossed into Mississippi, the Jackson County deputies began a pursuit. The truck driver reportedly pulled over on the right shoulder of I-10 at mile marker 60 and exited his truck. He then threatened officers with a machete before getting back in the truck. The incident resu resulted in a standoff involving multiple agencies, including the Mississippi DOT and the Mississippi Highway Patrol. Officers are currently trying to coax the driver out of the truck. Both directions of I-10 were shut down between exits 57 and 61. In an update that afternoon, the police say that the standoff involving a truck driver armed with a machete along I-10 has ended and the driver has now been arrested. Officers used tear gas to subdue the driver and were able to arrest him without incident. No injuries have been reported. The incident closed I-10 for approximately four hours, but all lanes reopened about two Police are still investigating the incident and details about the truck driver's motives are not yet clear. The dash cam video of the truck driver threatening other vehicles leading up to the standoff also uh, has come out. Now our next article is New York bans tractor trailers from certain highways and interstates along that polar vortex. Bad weather. Authorities in New York have issued a truck travel ban due to dangerous winter conditions. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has issued a truck travel ban that begins at 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. An additional truck travel ban will begin at noon on Wednesday. This ban forbids any tractor trailer or commercial bus from traveling on I-81 from the Canadian border to State Route 104. Both truck travel bans will last through the duration of the winter storm. Cuomo says that the ban was put in place because some parts of New York could get as much as six feet of snow. Drivers are asked to check current travel conditions on 501 New York before beginning any kind of a trip. And in related news, police say truck drivers who have disobeyed tractor-trailer ban involved in a 21-vehicle pileup. Troopers have been issuing multiple citations to truckers who have violated the truck ban before bo both before and after the chain reaction crash. Police say that many of the vehicles involved in a major pileup on the New York State Thruway were in violation of a weather-related tractor-travel travel ban. Try to say that fast ten times. The pileup happened around 2 p.m. on Wednesday, January 30th in the eastbound lanes of New York State Thruway Thruway near Batavia. Authorities say that 21 vehicles were involved in a chain reaction crash that happened during blizzard conditions. Police say that tractor trailers were involved in this pileup crash even though a truck travel ban was in place on the New York Thruway at the time that the crash occurred. A New York Troopers cruiser was also involved in the pileup. In, in images captured at the scene and released by New York State Police, you could see several semis trucks caught up in that pileup aftermath. Injuries have been reported, but the exact number of people who were hurt has not yet been released. The collision shut down all lanes of the eastbound New York Thruway near Exit 48. You could follow the New York State Thruway Authority on Twitter to keep up with the latest road closure information. The truck ban, like I mentioned in a previous article, began at 8 p.m. on Tuesday, January 29th on the Thruway from Exit 46 of Rochester, I-390 to the Pennsylvania border, as well as Interstate 190, Interstate 290, State Route 400, U.S. Route 219 from Peters Road to Interstate 90, State Route 5, State Route 179 to I-190. As of noon on January 30th, trucks were also banned from traveling on I-81 from the Canadian border to State Route 104. And the ban was scheduled to remain in place for the duration of the storm. The New York State Troopers said prior to the crash on Wednesday that they would be vigorously enforcing the truck ban for as long as it is in place at the behest of the New York Governor 
Andrew Cuomo. Some tractor trailer operators are not respecting the ban. They should know we're going to enforce the ban and the state police will be out in full force, said Cuomo. Multiple social media posts show New York troopers observing and ticketing truckers who violated the travel ban. In some sad news, a body of a frozen truck driver was found at an Illinois distribution center. Illinois police are investigating the death of a semi-truck driver whose body was discovered at a FedEx delivery hub in the freezing temperatures. Police were called to the FedEx freight distribution hub in East Moline, Illinois, around 9.30 on Thursday, January 31st. FedEx worker discovered the body of a 69-year-old semi-truck driver lying between two semi-trucks parked at the facility. Investigators are not sure how long the body had been undiscovered between the trucks before it was found. Foul play is not as suspected. Police are conducting an investigation into the cause of the truck driver's death. They say they will not release the official cause of death until after the autopsy is conducted on February 4th, but they do say that winter weather is being considered as a factor. Anyone with information about the incident is asked to call the East Moline Police Department at 309-752-1545. If you happen to witness this gentleman between the two trailers or anything when you were at FedEx on that date, again, please call East Moline Police Department, if you happen to have any information, at 309-752-1545. Amazon been spotted using self-driving trucks to haul cargo. The, my previous show, and you thought self-driving trucks was a myth. Here we go. Amazon spotted using self-driving trucks. After an image was posted on Reddit, Amazon then confirmed, because they were found out, that it is using trucks equipped with self-driving technology to haul freight on Interstate 10. Earlier this week, a Reddit user raised eyebrows by sharing a photo of a truck that was captured on I-10. In the photo, you could see an Amazon trailer being hauled by a truck with autonomous truck maker Embark's logo. After the image started gaining traction on social media, CNBC was able to confirm that Amazon is indeed worthing working with Embark to haul freight using autonomous driving technology along the I-10 corridor. There you go, drivers. Something for you to watch out for. I definitely look at the photo in this article. However, neither Amazon nor Embark were willing to go into much detail about the nature of their partnership. Of course not. Company CEO Alex Rodriguez offered only cryptic remarks about the partnership. Embark moves freight for a number of major companies on the I-10. However, we cannot discuss any company specifically as our relationships are confidential. Of course. An Amazon spokesperson said, We are always innovating and working with innovative companies to improve the customer experience and safety of our team. We think successful over-the-road autonomy will create safer roadways and a better work environment for drivers on long-haul roads runs excuse me and long haul runs are you kidding me rather than build their own trucks embark retrofits existing peterbilts with autonomous driving technology for now their self-driving trucks typically operate with a driver inside the cab um yep that yeah that looks like a pete got a little bitty cab to it though oh boy you <laughs> Mm -mm -mm -mm. And a truck driver following his GPS onto a wooden bridge causes it to collapse into the river. The weight limit on the bridge? Six tons. You cannot be following your GPS, guys. Come on. You need to also follow road signs as well, too. Six ton limit. You know, um, let's see. Six times two, that's 12,000 pounds because it's 2,000 pounds for a ton. Come on. And we are like anywhere between 35 and 80,000 pounds. A truck driver is lucky to have escaped, un uh, escaped unharmed after he followed his GPS onto a small Arkansas bridge and wound up in the river. The incident happened around 8 p.m. on Wednesday, January 30th in Yell County, town of Ola, according to a report. 
Director of the Yale County Office at Emergency Management, Bill Gilkey, says that the unnamed semi-truck driver was hauling a load of processed chicken to Danville when his GPS led him into the Dale Bend Bridge. Oi! The middle of it collapsed. I don't see how he could even fit on that thing. Though there were signs posted at the bridge entrance warning the driver about the six-ton weight limit, Gilkey says that the driver attempted to cross the bridge anyway. The weight of the semi-truck collapsed the 88-year-old bridge structure and left the semi partially submerged in the Petite Jean River. Um, it's pretty well submerged. It's just the back of the trailer. Fortunately, the truck driver was able to get out of the truck and wasn't hurt. Though the fire department says that the bridge is closed indefinitely. Yeah, an 88-year-old bridge. Crews will be working on Thursday to try to remove the truck from the river. Now they're shaking my head. Now in good news, under pressure from truckers, Virginia lawmakers cancel plans for the tolls I've been talking about on Interstate 81. Yay! About time somebody wakes up. This week, lawmakers in Virginia opted to kill the plan to place tolls on cars and semi-trucks traveling on I-81. On Thursday, January 31st, the Virginia Senate Finance Committee rejected a plan to fund infrastructure improvements on I-81 by adding tolls. The original plan brought forth by the governor would have attempted to generate $2 billion for infrastructure improvements by tolling the entire 325-mile length of I-81. Under one version of this plan, it would have cost truckers over $50 to cross I-81. Passenger vehicle drivers would have paid about $25. The Virginia Senate Finance Committee also rejected a different plan that would have funded the I-81 improvements through a fuel tax. Lawmakers elected to study this proposal proposition instead of actually moving forward with it. Virginia's plan to toll I-81 created an uproar among many trucking groups who argued that it would interfere with interstate commerce and harm the local economy. The America Trucker Association, ATA, threatened to sue the state of Virginia, arguing that the toll plan discriminates against interstate commerce by favoring non-commercial vehicles over commercial vehicles. Additionally, the Alliance for Toll-Free Interstates opposed the plan, instead supporting a tax increase to fund the infrastructure improvements. K.T. Treat, Director of Business Development for Lawrence Transportation, explains how the toll would have crippled his truck company. Our top expense is labor and benefits. Second largest expense is fuel. And with this proposal, it's going to be our third largest expense for the trucking industry. That's un. Fair. And now I would like to welcome Lee to the show in Lee's Bullshed. Well, hey, Lee, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Going down the highways. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess today we're going to be talking about trip planning and also that bad accident that happened outside of Albuquerque that we've seen over the weekend or last this last week. Yeah, over on Interstate 40. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad one. Ooh, bad one. Yeah, I, I passed around the video on my uh, Facebook page and everything and made sure the people that aren't really into the trucking industry made sure they watch that video because this shit out here is real, you know? And if right. you listeners don't know what I'm speaking about... There was a truck with a load of pipe that was going, I was he going westbound on 40? Well, they supposedly, not what I got out of it, one was going east and one was going west. And he came and cut through the median? Yeah, cut through the median is what my understanding is. And but it just, I mean, it disintegrated them trucks. I mean, yeah, both, both drivers did not make it. Sad to say, and come out. One was alive. No, I. I'm sorry, but I was told that both of them died. Well, as I was uh, supposing, what what I heard, I might not heard, but there I think it was a man and woman in one truck, and and they're thinking there might have been two in the other one because one guy they, they showed him in the video that he was walking, and it, you know, getting him out of the wreck and. Uh, but they said he was in critical condition, so he, he might not have made it. But you know, I hope I hope he did. But yeah. You know, but but that's that's what uh, they said on that 
little news deal, you know, they was talking about. So that's that's just bad. I mean, that is bad, bad, bad. I mean, any way you look at it, ain't nothing good come out of that. So. Now, do you think that the truck going eastbound, the dry box that he hit, was stopped? Because didn't it look like it was stopped, or am I wrong? Well, no, I don't think it was stopped. I mean, come on to do that. I mean, I just don't see it. I mean, if you see that gas cam that that driver had that recorded, you know, the back of it, Uh good Lord, I mean, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell you, you know without knowing what happened, but still, if the guy come across the medium right there, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I think he'd have to chase me down to hit me if it was me, but, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know what happened, so I, I, I can't see that night. I could very well see that, because the, the lights would blind you, and you couldn't judge where, you know, where the, where the truck was at, actually at to try to get out of the way, but he had to chase me down, is all I got to say. I'd been out there going across the field in a four-wheel drive, you know what I mean? <laughs> You'd be shitting and a-getting, wouldn't you? <laughs> that, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm was, short, but I can run pretty fast, you hear me? <laughs> it, would, it would be an oh-shit moment. <laughs> You'd be bailing out the damn passenger door knowing you. <laughs> well, some people say, you know, I, I knew wearing my seatbelt, but I remember many years ago, nobody wore won't you wear a seatbelt? I'm not going to jump out. <laughs> you know, so anyway, but... And that, well, we... About that later. we Well, and, and not only that, talking about seatbelts and stuff, I passed around another video, kind of digressing a little bit, but that's okay. That's what this show is about. Uh, don't have to necessarily stay on a, a, a track or anything. But um, one lady was so upset about where she was going or so scared or something about where she was having to park that she actually chained both doors of her truck locked them closed with a chain now you talking about a big truck or a semi well you know i remember years ago well uh, not years ago it's not been too long a lot of guys if they're in places they really aren't comfortable with they take the seatbelt and run it through, you know, the little handle right there or down, you know, the little opening right there in the door. Yeah. And they'll click it. And actually, it's, you ain't going to get that door. Well. You know, you, you, you know you're not going to do it. I know someone else that took the seatbelt, ran it through where you, the handrail right there, yeah, like you're talking yeah, about, yeah, on yeah. the door. Then went through the steering wheel and then locked it closed. But no, this wasn't good enough for this person. She took a link chain and chained both doors, locked them closed. And it wasn't just with a snap that you could undo it. It was screwed tight like a, um, for repelling down a side of a mountain or something. One of those snapple locks. Uh, And I'm like, really? Well, think about this. What if she needed to get out? That's that's what my question was. What if the truck started on fire? How the hell are you going to get out of there? That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, but you know, I mean, I'm surprised somebody haven't hasn't invented something that you could just snap across your doors, or and they might have, you know, because I mean, times has changed. As long as me and you've been out here, we've seen a lot of changes. You know, I mean. I mean, no world's just plumb mean anymore, so, you know, that's, but if I got to do that, I don't think I'd be there. (laughs) I'd pass over that. Well, and that that was part of my, you know, question with posting that picture, is that, you know, if you're so uncomfortable in the area that you're going to, that's called trip planning, that we're going to be discussing here in a little bit, and finding out the location, seeing if there's a place to park, Ask somebody else, hey, you ever been in this area or something like that? Is it really bad or something, you know? And Or if it's like New York, downtown New York City or, or Pier 1 or whatever, you don't go in until your appointment time. You get in and that's, get out. That's right. Well, see, that's like that driver that there was, I think there was three trucks sitting in front of this place to wait to get in in the morning to deliver, right? Okay. Well, what happened was 
some, I, I don't know if it was telephone drugs or whatever, but they decided to break in this one guy's truck, and they wound up killing the guy. Wow. And uh, here's what really, really got into the cop. They had him in the interview room and all that, and everything. The cop said, I've just got a question for you. Why did you pick that truck? And the guy replied, he didn't have no lights on. Huh. You know, like his clearance license. So, I mean, right. and I thought, and, you know, I always, unless I'm, you know, somewhere where I'm not worried about, I leave my clearance. But if you think about it, an average person don't know nothing about trucks. If they see clearance lights on, they're going to think, hey, somebody's in there. Right. And if there's no lights on, then I think, well, this guy just parked his truck here. You know, I mean, it's something to think about. But anymore with these kind of lights and everything, now my truck, the APU kicks on and kicks off with that comfort monitor. And I noticed if I left, especially, say I had to just park for an hour or two on an on-ramp, God forbid. And I left my clearance lights on so I wouldn't get hit. You know that my doggone truck, this T680 2018 Kenworth, the batteries will die. It will like shut itself down that when the batteries get too low and that APU won't kick on say it's just right outside you don't have to have the heat or the AC on or nothing and it will I have to get a reset or something with a a certain kind of uh, kick it on to recharge the battery it may not even be set I don't even know I'd have to ask the boss but you know it it will do that when the battery gets low It'll shut itself down that I have to start the truck and no lights will work on the inside or nothing until I start the truck. Clearance lights will be off and everything. So back in the day, yeah, when you could run your truck and they didn't shut down after 15 minutes of idle time or five minutes of idle time, yeah, that's great. But now, shoot, you can't keep it running and then you have to constantly change batteries all the time. Well, a lot of the problem is they're putting these batteries way too small need to be in these trucks in the first place. That's going on because the companies can get them cheaper. You know, it's a money thing, you know, because they figure they're going to have to replace them things in a year anyway. Yeah. You know, that's like me. I mean, I've done been through in a year batteries, you know, and stuff like that because they're not. They're not putting, you know, the bigger battery, but when you talking about old trucks running with your lights on, I got to tell you a little story. I was down in Las Vegas, Nevada. I was just there. <laughs> and uh, I had, uh, what it was, it was a newspaper deal. I was going to Las Vegas, and I was going over to California, and I had about four or five stops over in California. And I pulled in this place, and this security guard running around, and... Uh, you know, I told him, I said, look, you know, I got a delivery here in the morning. I said, it'd be okay to, you know, stay here. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, it was hot. Had no peat running. Man had it cool off in there. Here come tapping on the side. Ray looked at the window. He said, you going to leave this thing running? I said, well, planned on it. So I just shut the truck off. Cut my fans on. Just shut the truck off. And about 20 minutes later, He's knocking on the side of it again. I opened the door. He said, uh, uh, I, I, I talked to my boss. He said, y'all ain't got no heating there unless that truck's running. <laughs> I just wanted to reach out there and grab it, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, you ain't got no heat there if that truck ain't running. Yeah, that's right, you know. Anyway. And that was before the APUs came out and everything now. Oh, God, that was back in the 80s or something like that. Yeah. You're dating yourself there, Lee. You're dating yourself, man. Hey, I can't help it. (laughs) I just, I am, right? I'll never change, I don't think. But anyway. You're too old. You're old, about as old as Worm Dirt. What are you talking about? Well, I I can go back and tell you a lot of things about some of these old crooks. I guarantee you that. That's another whole show. That's an hour long show right there. Yeah. Plastic replaced. Wood. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, and so. metal. And metal. Don't forget. Fiberglass replaced metal. Yeah, really, really. Well, so, you tell them two trucks hit together, you see what they was made yeah, of. Yeah, they exploded. 
They literally yes, they exploded. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They sure did. <laughs> so how about these trip planning? I, you were talking about Las Vegas. I was just in Las Vegas uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Had a run down to Yuma, pick up the load I'm under now, going to uh, North Platte, Nebraska. And when I'm coming across 40, when I got back up on 40 out of Flagstaff, you would not believe the semi-trucks parked on the side of the interstate. They're not broke down. They don't have their flashers on. They don't have triangles out. They're just sitting there. You're either taking a 10-hour break. They're, their hoods aren't up that they're broke down. Uh, they're taking their 30-minute break. It, it just amazes me. And they don't, uh, do they understand that it's illegal to be doing that? Well, other than that, it's dangerous. It is flat dangerous. I mean, nowadays and times, people ain't going to let you over. People don't get over. You know, I mean, I seen you talking about I-40. I seen a hand over on I-40 sitting on the side of the road, no four-way zone, nothing. He's out there walking his dog. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, now come on, people. You know, I mean, really. Yeah. On the side of the interstate. I think a lot of people think the side of the interstate, well, that's just a free parking every time I get ready. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, just, you, you have a, a, a law or something or a cop sitting on that side of that road, and if something happens, you try to pull over there, he'll make sure you get on down the road because he knows what can happen. Yeah. But, you know, you, you know and I, I've seen cops pass them by and don't even do anything. Don't pull over to see if they're okay, if they need some assistance, if they need a wrecker. They just keep on going. That, that's, that's what, unfortunately, the world's come to. That, I mean, I'm sorry to say that. Used to, back in the day, you did a big truck bill on the side of the road. Somebody yell on that CB and say, Driver, you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay, we're just checking on you. That's the way it was. Right. Right. Anymore, nobody has even a CB on or even have, carries them in the truck anymore. Well, all the, the nonsense is on there nowadays. Well, now, Han, you, we know better than that. That's been going on for 30 years now, that dang nonsense. Yeah, but, but, you know, used to, though, but still, when something got serious, you know, about a checking on a driver or something like I ain't talking about your truck stop stuff, you know. Yeah. But... I mean, when it got serious like that, people would actually, you know, they would be quiet to, you know, to try to hear if somebody needed some help or something. I mean, but the only thing I know now is like, I guess they're going to say, well, okay, driver, I'm going to try to move that mirror about a half inch when I go by your truck. You hear me? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's how bad it is, you know, so I, I don't know. Just I miss it like by, you know, inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a... I, 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 don't, I, I hate the side of the road, like I said, I, I try to pull off in the doggone ditch if I have to. I mean, just keep getting on the side of that road, that, that, that's very, very dangerous, I mean, at all. And, I mean, you know. And Lee, the kicker of it is, there's a rest area two miles down the road. There's a truck stop three, four miles down the road. Well, that's what, <laughs> I just shake well, my head. Like I said, you take a lot of these people out here. Well, I, I mean, I'm not cutting nobody down because they don't know, they haven't learned a lot, you, you know, about what's going on. The only thing they have learned maybe how to shift gears and back up a truck a little bit. Yeah. And a lot of these companies, that's all they care about. Just get my freight gone. Yeah. You know? So that's why I started this show. And that's why I'm glad you pop in from time to time when you can make it and, and help me host this silly thing, you know. Well, and I mean, just, so I thank you yeah, for that. You know, even even when you are trip planning, you know this as good as I do. You better have a backup plan because you might get stuck getting loaded or getting unloaded or have a flat or, or you know, and there's lots of things, you yeah. know, can, can change it, you know. But it don't take nothing to, to plan a trip. It's as easy as all get out, you know. I, and I just, I don't think they teach these people how to do that. Well, why, do, why don't you go through that and tell us how you trip plan? Well, basically, I get my atlas out, is what I do. 
and you can get a book that's got every truck stop in America in that book. Know where you're at. Know where you're going. That's the most important thing. Figure your time up. You know, I mean, I think now a lot of average guys, they still figure like 55, 60 mile an hour. You know, something like that. Know where you're going to be. I mean, that's the, that's the trick to the whole thing. It's knowing how to plan it out and to do it. You know, if you plan it out, well, I'm going to be in, in Ontario, California tonight take my 10-hour break. But I'm going to stop down here at this other place, and I'm going to get something to eat. I'm going to grab me a shower, and I'm going to chase the waitresses around a little bit, you know, before I go. Then he gets down the road like, uh-oh, I ain't got enough time to get there. Right. What do I, what do, I do now? You know, so... That's like the old bull haulers lingo the way we used to do. Stay in the truck stop, fool with the waitresses to the last minute, and get in there and drive like crazy. <laughs> so, and they know, still do it. And well, <laughs> well, wait a minute. What's a waitress? Wait a minute. There's no restaurants anymore. What's a waitress? Boy, ain't that the truth. And they're dying <laughs> off. They're dying off. Oh. And wait a minute. Well, hold, wait a minute. You you said what was that word you used? An atlas. You know these new yeah. drivers don't know what an atlas is. You realize that, right? It's called uh, the the new uh, generation. It's called Google Maps on your cell phone. Yeah, probably our our GPS unit. Right. Probably what it is now. Right. You know, I mean, I tied up a couple of my train some people, and I had my of course my Ram at Nally going up there. You know, and and they can't want to watch that. I had to turn it off. Say, no, I want you to do this by the mouth. It's what I want you to do. You know, plan it. Know where you're going. Get familiar with where you're going. First thing they want to do is get on that phone and start doing it that way. No, yep. no, no, no. We can't do it that way. Yep. So it, it was really a, a a hard time. I mean, I mean, trying to get some of them to leave that alone. And But some of them would do it. And what I would always do it's like say a run that they knew right yeah you know and i say okay you know where we're going yep we've been there plenty yep and they would look at me and go this is easy uh, i've been telling you this right you know so <laughs> you know so <laughs> but i'm gonna tell you one thing i like the guy i got this guy one time he was from africa his name was mambo and I really did like the guy. But when it comes to trucking or just driving, he didn't go back after But anyway, he didn't know what a rest area was. Oh, boy. He didn't know what exits meant. Wow. You know, and stuff like that. And I thought, man, you know, I, look, dude, I can't teach you basic stuff, you know, about this, right? You know, but yeah. I had a hard time with him, but I really did. And, Unfortunately, I had to cut him loose. He, 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 didn't, he didn't need to be doing this, but yep. anyway. That's, and go that's, go that's, back, and, and we were discussing that in California, too, me and another driver when I was out in L.A., is that, you know, they're saying uh, with the requirements for getting a CDL is you're supposed to have at least a basic knowledge of reading and writing the English language. If that's so, then why are they saying the CDL, reading off the CDL, book and the test in Spanish? Why are they getting someone to read somebody the CDL test if they, you know, how are they going to learn to read and write it? You, you have to have the basics down first before you're going to go uh, after a CDL. you got to be able to read and write English. Well, I'm in this little old eat em up little joint, got little truck stop. Okay, they got a few little old, like a taco place, a barbecue place, you know, in this one little place. Right. I watch these boys come in in a truck. They have to go back there and get this Hispanic lady to come out of the bag so they could help these boys order. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I thought, okay, you're driving the truck. You both speak so much English or whatever. I mean, I ain't got nothing against them, but hey, I mean, good Lord, how do these people function? when they don't know the basic stuff. I mean, how do you function? 
Right. Now, just like if we was to see signs in Spanish, man, I don't know what I'd do. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I wouldn't know what it meant. <laughs> you know, that's just like that boy down on Laredo got him a truck driving job. Well, he kind of went through Taco Bell in a tractor trailer. Found out he wouldn't fit. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> man. <laughs> he sure did. That really happened, too. Wow. He, he tried to go through the drive-through at a Taco Bell and a tractor trailer. Wow. I mean, he ain't driving a trailer no more. What's your bet? All right, Lee. I appreciate you joining us again this week, and we will hopefully see you again next time. Well, I maybe you will. Bye. Thank you, Lee, for stopping by and visiting with us today. And I want to say I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in every week to listen to the cafe. If you are new to the cafe and you would like to check us out somewhere else besides Facebook or the website, on the bottom of every show, there are links to iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and um, don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. On the website, I share recipes, videos, and much more. I would ask that you please subscribe to our email list, and I will send you the show notes right to your inbox. This way you don't have to come back to the website, which I'm glad that you do, to view the articles that I talk about in every show. In the future, I will be having new things coming out, like new cooking videos or such like that. I just released a new one, so if you haven't checked out the new cooking video, go ahead and please do that under Cooking in Your Truck and Recipes, which is under the cafe menu. And before I get forget, please feel free to leave a comment on the bottom of any episode that you listen to. I read each and every one. If you have an idea for an upcoming show, please feel free to email me. My email is on the contact page of the website. And if you enjoy my show and you would like to become a sponsor in the description of the show note of the podcast, there is also a link to how you can go ahead and become a sponsor to the show. I would greatly appreciate any of that. So please subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, uh, the podcast app, like I said, Spreaker or any place else, if you would like to go ahead and listen to the show. And thank you again. Keep the shiny sign up and have a safe and blessed week.